Hello, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Diggs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Diggs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. Anyway, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Uh, tonight, Danny and I are uh, pretty excited to kind of unveil the next phase in our podcast, uh, podcast creation, if you will. We have a little bit of a new theme and new structure for the podcast, so I know that I'm excited. Are you excited there? I am Dana? so excited. I, it's unbelievable. So, and so I just pumped. can't hide it. And I just, I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I want to. I want to. Um, but let me explain it a little bit here. So uh, recently, we we've been pretty much recording uh, our reviews of movies that have been coming out over the summer. And I've been talking with a lot of friends and they were saying that they haven't seen the movies. And so they can only listen to about half the podcast, um, which is great because I like doing the new movies, but we thought that, Hey, let's throw it back to some of the movies that we love. Some of the movies that we don't love as much too. Um, but we're basically going to try to cover about three movies every month and stick to a given theme. Um, this could be any number of things, maybe a specific director, maybe a specific actor, maybe a genre, or just a certain type of movie. Um, and since the name of the podcast is Professor Jones, we decided to go with the ultimate bro movies as our, uh, as our first theme. All right. All right, bro. The bro movies. Uh, so, (laughs) but, um, and when we're, when we're talking about bro movies, we specifically wanted to go for movies that obviously you can sit down and watch with your bros, um, but also movies that feature um, an interesting dynamic or interesting interesting relationship between the two main characters who would be bros. So for our first episode, we decided to narrow in on the classic Point Break. Woo! That's what we'll be talking about tonight. So I'm excited. Point Whoa. Break is one of my favorite movies as well as The Digs. Dude, so I can't both. believe you picked Point Break. Whoa. Dude, you got a big thing in your hair, man. Saved your life, bro. Saved your life, bro. Um, but before we get to that, we're going to keep going with, we're going to replace the, the old Burning Desire segment because that sounded weird and nobody knew what we were talking about. We started getting uh, uh, emails from Itch Creams um, trying to be our sponsor, and we said, okay, maybe the Burning Desire thing is getting a little bit confused. <laughs> And so we're just gonna we're gonna switch it up. It's gonna be called Bro Down from now on. We're gonna talk the Bro Down and simply discuss something that we digged over the week. We don't need cortisone anymore. We don't need any cortisone for the burning <laughs> sensation anymore. So we're gonna stick. We're just gonna call it the Bro Down, which is I think a better name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's let's get going with the Bro Down. So I'm gonna start off with mine, if that's cool. all right with you, there, Diggs. Yeah. Um, this week, uh, something that I dug or something that I just more need to talk about. I actually just came up with this tonight because it was something interesting that I experienced. Um, so I'll ask you a question, first of all. In, in any group of friends that you've ever had, uh, what, which character are you? Which person are you in the group? It's a fairly easy question uh, if you really if you think about it. If from, from this movie? No, 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 no. Just, just in general, like, you know, like what token person are you in every group? There's always like the cool guy or the, uh, you know, the smart guy or something like that. Um, I would say you're always popping jokes. I'm probably the funny guy. I try to be yeah. the funny guy. You are. You're the funny guy. I'm in the paranoid group, guy. <laughs> and I've always, I've always kind of been the same. Um, I think at some point when I was pretty young, I got labeled as funny 
And I always really ran with that. And so if you know us, you probably would imagine that you, you think that we're fairly funny or you know that we at least think we're funny. So that that's a thing. But um, <laughs> tonight, tonight I was at work and uh, I realized I was taking it too far. You know, like when you're the kid at a at the, the birthday party that's making faces or something or he yeah. has a good line and everybody thinks it's hilarious. But then after you do the same thing for like an hour or an hour and a half, <laughs> it's not as funny anymore. Uh, that, that's kind of what I experienced. I, I was kind of on a roll and then it, it just kind of petered out and to for everybody else. But I was still going and uh, it stopped being as funny. Um, so that, that's an experience I had tonight. And, and I thought I would share with everybody an experience that I had when I was much younger in grade school, um, because it was a feeling I had tonight and it just took me back to that fourth grade crap classroom. Uh, so crap in fourth room. grade, and then that crap room in fourth <laughs> grade, um, in fourth grade, I, uh, there, the teacher was having something where we were talking about, uh, the structure of preparing for something. And she, she said something about making like a sandwich or something like that. And um, we we're going through the motion. Okay, you get the bread, you get the knife, you get all this stuff. And one of the girls in my class said, and make sure you have a clean spoon. And everybody died. One of the funniest things, like the whole class laughed. So the next day, um, we did the exact same thing. And it was my turn. And I remembered how funny it was when everybody, when she said that and everybody <laughs> laughed. And so I literally said the exact same thing and said, and make sure you have a clean spoon. And nobody laughed. And it was one of the most, it was like one of the most heart-wrenching feelings I've ever experienced in my life as I was completely rejected by all my peers because they knew that I ripped off oh. the joke somebody had just told. Um, so I don't even know what, what the point of all that, that story is. But uh, yeah, some, sometimes I, I think that I'm funnier than I really am. I think that's my, that's my whole uh, bro down here. So. I do that too. Absolutely. I'd say I, I have a, a fairly new job. It's been a couple months and when I first got there, I was training, and so when you're training and you're the new guy, you just try to, at least me, I try to pop as many jokes as I can, just try to immediately get in as like, hey, that guy's pretty funny, he's a cool guy. And, man, I just was saying all the wrong things at all the wrong times because <laughs> I got off to the worst start at this new job. Everybody, it just, at least it seemed to me that people were just like, uh, okay, man, you should probably focus yeah. on your training. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> You haven't seen Die Hard, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, did you not yeah. get that quote from Die Hard? Though? Get that? Okay, all right, cool. I'll keep going. But um, also, one thing for me, it just kind of reminded me of this. I have a habit of, as soon as I say something funny, like to myself, if I like say a funny line or something, I repeat it. And so maybe it's funny a few times after, but I'll repeat it like fifty times within the next hour. So whoever's with me just gets extremely annoyed. Like last night I was playing uh, video games and the there's like this this meme or this YouTube video where this guy goes, got him, got him. And I started saying that, but I couldn't stop. So for like an hour straight, everybody that was with me just had to deal with me going, got him, got him, <laughs> over and over. And it's just, yeah. So I feel your pain kind of on that. Um, yeah, it's actually, it's a funny story though, because I, I was shopping earlier and uh, I went and bought this new Velcro and... It was a total ripoff. Okay. <laughs> uh, Danny said that in his Instagram story earlier today, and it cracked me up. I said that joke so many times tonight. <laughs> so many times. Fool me once. Uh, that's great. Uh, 
But anyway, um, yeah, that, that, that was pretty much my, uh, that's my little, that's my little bro down is uh, sometimes you think you're funnier than you are. So you gotta, I, gotta stay humble. I completely agree. Um, Which is why we do a podcast where we specifically think that we're, we're so funny. funny so. <laughs> Check out my podcast. It's the funniest one that's ever been created. Um, um, all right, you go, you go ahead. What, what'd you dig this week, Diggs? Um, so if we can bro down for a minute, I actually have something I want to talk about. So this last December, a movie came out um, from a franchise that is my absolute favorite. And uh, I, I, I disliked it a lot. I really hated it. Um, I ripped on it to everybody, from family members to friends to uh, even people I didn't know on the street. I was like, hey, this movie stinks. Um, and I actually watched it again. The movie's Rogue One. And so I had a bad experience in the theater with it. I saw it. Some of the CGI stuff bothered me. And so I kind of made it a point to tell people that I was one of the, the naysayers with this movie. Um, two nights ago, I rewatched it because it's on Netflix and... I was scrolling around and uh, ended up watching it. And, man, my, uh, my thoughts have actually changed quite a bit. It's actually a really good movie. And I just <laughs> – so my, my, my bro down this week is just kind of like I almost want to apologize for anybody that heard me say that this is a terrible movie because <laughs> it's really not that bad. And how it ties into episode four is pretty cool. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a severely introspective bro down here. <laughs> Both like getting things off our chest that we needed to talk about. Maybe this has <laughs> become like a therapy thing for us. Just like, <laughs> yeah, man. We don't even do this for anybody else. This is just therapeutic for us to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's, uh, I'm not there yet. So, um, but that's, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. I, maybe I need to give it another, give it another watch too. You know, the first time I watched it, I, I really enjoyed it. I saw it three times in theaters. Like, I mean, it's a Star Wars movie. I had to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I guess I just didn't, I mean, if you haven't seen Star Wars Rogue One, maybe don't listen at the same time, whatever. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Star, Vader comes out at the end. And it's incredible. It's so it sick. Really is. Like it really it's is. probably the coolest scene in any Star Wars movie. And I mean, and I know that's a grandiose statement, but I mean, it, it is. It's so tight. Um, if Tom that, Hardy that's was the, in Star Wars, I bet it'd be there'd be a cooler scene. <laughs> it'd be a lot cooler if Tom Hardy <laughs> <Sorry>. was in it. <laughs> anyway, Harkening back on, to the old. Sorry. You're targeting back to the old. Uh, hey, last week. Hey, um, but. No, no, I, that's something I should give another look. Uh, I, I really don't like Rogue One. I, I have no inclination to watch it again. I'm not saying it's a bad movie or anything. It's just not something that I feel like watching ever. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I was, I was there for a long time just because, and I still agree with a lot of the same points that I made for a long time. Like I, But now I've realized that it's a good movie. I'm not saying it's, the best movie it still wouldn't rank very high on my you know on on my star wars list um but i think when we did our star wars rankings this past year i put it at the very bottom and after watching it the other night i would put it above probably episode one and two at this point um I don't think I would, man. I really don't see that's where i was at but i think that i put it i think i put it above all the prequels and I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch it, but I would. Re- I'd rather rewatch all the prequels than that movie. Honestly. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, I, I don't know, man. That, I mean, that's that's a big statement. I'd have to really like think about it. But. I know. See, I need to think about it too. I uh, I have a I have a love for the prequels, though. It's like I I'm in we full recognition. So much. I know. I'm in full recognition that they're not great movies, but I've just I've just seen them so many times that there's just such a nostalgia that's tied mm-hmm. with them now that I I can never I'll never get over them. Like I I I really enjoy watching them just because just because of the few moments that they come through. And I mean, yeah. Johnny D. Johnny D, Johnny Dubs. Yeah, John Dubs. I mean, the music is incredible. The so. blues. <laughs> That's a good point, though. Good call. Yeah, good yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a. So yeah, I'm switching my point of view, everybody, to saying it's a good movie. Not great. <laughs> I that my statement on that is it's fine. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know. Period. Fine. <laughs> Holding the two fingers together. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I don't fine. Know. Whatever. Okay. Um. All right. Good bro down. Should we move on to the Whoa. main event here? Absolutely. Whoa. Things went wrong. People died. You gotta go down. Things gotta go down, man. Um. All right. Well, we didn't really actually have like have the best way uh, or come up with a structured plan of how to break this movie apart. It's a tough um, one to pick apart, I guess. It is. It is. Um, I'm just gonna ask you, what like what is your? Do you remember ever seeing Point Break for the first time? Um, you know, I don't think I can pinpoint the exact date, but probably somewhere around. I, I was a late <laughs> bloomer. Um, somewhere around 2009. 2009 or 2010. It was like my junior. You saw it for the first time in high school? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. maybe I watched it when I was younger, but I, I have no recollection of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a league of their own. But uh, yeah, I, I have no recollection of watching it when I was younger. And then in high school, when I watched it for the first time, I probably watched it like every night, two weeks straight. So all of a sudden, it went from like not even on my radar to like favorite movie. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So yeah. Nice. So, okay. Um, I, I would say I, I had a fairly similar experience. Neil, Neil Schultz, good friend of ours. Um, he, uh, he really liked this movie. And I, I remember watching it with him sometime early in high school. And it, it wasn't the first time I'd ever seen it, but it was, it was the time that it made a, a large impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really grasped onto what the movie was about and really enjoyed it for what it was. But I remember when I was younger, man, I remember dad having it on, and the whole the whole masks like the the presidential masks like yeah. kind of scared me. I do like, remember it, that it was too, actually, actually frightening to me. Like, and it's so weird that like Ronald Reagan's face would be scary to me, but it, like it really was. Um, so that's like that's like the first memory I have of this movie is being afraid of the masks. Just being afraid, um, of not the Jim Carrey movie, but the the actual masks in this flick. Um, but uh, so so as far as Point Break goes, though, like what what do you love about this movie? Why is Point Break? Because I don't, I can't remember exactly where it was. Was it like number number five, number four on your yeah, top ten list? I'd have to look at it, but I think it was somewhere like six, five, or four on my top ten. Yeah. Um, just the adrenaline junkies, man. Like just the essence that this movie captured. The new one kind of tried to capture it, but they kind of just went super extreme. And I mean, I was mad when they said they were making a new one, but we actually sorry to even ramble, but we actually watched it, and it's not it's not too bad. Um, nothing close to the original, but, um, yeah. I'll it's say, just, I mean, spoiler alert, things went wrong, people died. Things went wrong. A couple dudes die in that movie, and it's so yeah. awesome. See, like, they the, have yeah. the coolest deaths. 
Yeah, that's the thing about that, that movie. That's that's the, alone are worth the watch. Yeah, honestly. exactly. The 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 food alone is worth the trip. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd say just the the complete essence of the movie, how they're chasing that 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 ride, um, and the adrenaline's just a drug for them. You know, they're surfing, they're doing all the things that when I was in high school, especially seventeen, eighteen, I was, I just dreamed of moving to California and going out and skydiving and surfing. And that movie was, you know, kind of a reason for that. Um, there was a couple movies, that, Lords of Dogtown, um, a lot of those movies that I wanted to just grow my hair out, become a surfer, and be one of those dudes because they're so cool in it. So, yeah. First and foremost would probably be Surfer Dude with Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that was a big game changer for me. When yeah, I saw Surfer absolutely. Dude. <laughs> we had that DVD copy lying downstairs forever. I watched it I like know. four or five it was times. Probably. Always in our basement. Yeah. It's like a movie that we always watched or something. For some reason, I've actually I've never seen it. You never, never saw it. Actually... <laughs> See, no, I was no. the one that was always <laughs> watching it then. Because I thought you were watching it, looking up to I my big brother. Because I remember people saying, uh, like, oh, you a big fan of Surfer Dude? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd rather watch Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey. Um, well, that's because of the McConaughey, so, I mean, yeah. he came back, and in a big way. Can, uh, th- see, we're hoping Brendan Fraser. We're hoping. I will just, I'm getting on my knees and praying, praying that Brendan that Fraser, Fraser comes back. <laughs> I, I just, praying. please, man. But Dazzle 2, where you at, man? Oh, where you at? Encino Man 2, caved in. <laughs> man, Encino Man 2, that'd be a sweet idea. I could go for that. Pauly Shore needs to do something. But yeah, he's got to need the paycheck. Sean Astin, I mean, I'm sure he'd be down. Oh, so. yeah. Neither, all three of those guys should be able to sign on for an Encino Man 2. Why not? They have nothing better to do, I don't think. <laughs> um, anyway. But back to, back to point break, um... Yeah, I, I think that I identify a lot with what you said. Um, it's, I think I said this in, a, in the top 10 podcast that we did, um, but it's pretty much, this is why it was the first one that came to mind when we talked about doing bro movies, because it's the ultimate bro movies, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's about dudes surfing and skydiving. And yeah, they happen to be criminals and rob banks, but they're, they're in search of the, they're in, they're on the search for the the ultimate ride, the ultimate experience, trying to trying to get the most that you can out of life. And you know whether whether I follow through or not, um, that's that's something that I definitely I definitely like sought for. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've never surfed or anything, uh, but I've definitely um, shredded the gnar on the mountain. Oh you know? yeah, fresh pow pow. <laughs> well, I mean, snowboarding and snowboarding is in my definitely my top three favorite things to do. I, yeah. I love snowboarding. There's yeah. nothing better than being up in the mountain and just shredding the gnar. You know? What are the other two? Um, what are if it's in your top three? In my top three favorite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, watching movie, watching movies, and eating food. That's that's my top three right there. Okay. Um, but no, no, I I love snowboarding, and I think that that that's thrill seeking. Uh, part of life is something that just about any any guy for sure, but any any anybody in general can can identify with. Yeah. Um. So I I definitely identify that with that a lot. But I mean, Point Break is just such an it's such an awesome movie. Like it's so good, and the relationship between the two characters, uh, it just gets it gets so good. It gets so good. So. Yeah, I would agree. Um, 
it's just one of those movies that kind of makes you want to do And even if they're Robin Banks, it just makes it cooler. It's like a Jesse James or uh, a Jesse James, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that type of situation. Um, and it makes him cool. So, yeah, I, I love the movie. I love the movie. I, so I, I actually rewatched, I rewatched it just a couple of days ago. And the way that the movie starts out is so sick. Because I think it, I think it has a couple of the names that pop up, and they got the kind of like, uh, like silhouetted, uh, like font or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it zooms out, and these words that have been like the letters that have been in the background the whole time suddenly spell out Point Break. Yeah, and it's like sweet, you know, it's just yeah. like it's like nestled in a, in a wave, and you're like. This movie's pretty tight so far, and then yeah. it starts off, and you just got Keanu Reeves, and um, he's just sitting there going through uh, training to become an FBI agent or some sort of field test, and you know he's popping out the the, the blank sheets yeah. of the bad guys, and the guy goes, "Hundred percent, Utah, good job!" I'm like, geez, he's amazing. He's so good. It's just raining on him, yeah. and I mean that that's a that, okay. This is a good place as any. Let's just start off. How do we feel about like Keanu Reeves, just in general or in the role? What do we what do we think about Keanu? Keanu man? Reeves has he's set himself apart as an actor, man. He's just he's just Keanu, and there's classic I, Keanu that um, that's just kind of untouched. I don't think that there's anybody that uh, can match his acting capability. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you put it up there, it's like Pacino, um, Keanu. Oh, no, sorry, the, the guy from The Godfather. What's his name? Uh, Robert De Niro. Sorry, what? Not De Niro. Pacino. It's, uh, well, whatever. Pacino, De Niro, and Keanu Reeves. You know that that the joke would have been way better. Seth Rogen. Remember that? Yeah, Seth Rogen's right. Franco. <laughs> You are butchering this joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Keanu Reeves, I mean, he's not a good actor, man. He's he's really not. No. Uh, and I don't understand how he has gotten to this point. How he got career. the roles that he has. Because he has such good careers under his belt, or oh, yeah. such good roles under his belt. He's gotten great movies. Neo. I mean, it's like- Speed and Point Break are great. Uh, the Devil's Advocate, yeah, great flick. He's horrible in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I mean Neo in the Matrix. I will always argue though that Keanu Reeves as Neo in the Matrix, you don't have to be. I think that he fit that character really well because yeah. he's not particularly like outspoken or anything. Yeah, and he kind of just walks through the motions and just lets the story revolve and let lets the story be told around him rather than. And that's something that. I think that one of the producers said about this movie, um, I think that Catherine Bigelow said the same thing, is that uh, Keanu Reeves is a very, very uh, humble guy and very, um, very reserved. And a lot of other actors, they really, they really want to make their statement on the movie and, yeah. you know, and, and find a way to make their, their character stick out. And Keanu Reeves is very okay with just, just doing what's necessary and letting the story evolve. Just being and, a normal just, guy. And yeah, and being that character. Um, and so, you know, whether, whether he's a great actor or not, I, I definitely think that he, he fits into a lot of movies very well. Um, it's, Funny he's an enough. Enigma, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's an enigma, man, because I just, 
I recognize that he's a bad actor, but I enjoy him so much all the time. I know. It's, it's just, it's so weird. But um, he kills it in this movie. Uh, I'll, I'll go out there and say that. He really like, does. Yeah, there's well, some, he's there's some bad it. scenes. He has some really bad scenes. He does. But yeah. he also has some really good scenes, too. So, I, I, yeah, Johnny, and Johnny Utah is just great, so. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he, he does fluctuate a little bit in these movies. It is funny to watch because mm-hmm. some scenes you're just like, ooh, gosh. Um, but then some what scenes. What can I ever say have, what I really mean? Oh, why, why can I really say <laughs> what I really mean? Um, yeah, like a lot of the emotional stuff. But then there's other, you know, cheesy popcorn moments that he says the line just so perfectly that you're like, I don't know if anybody could say it <laughs> like that, you know? <laughs> I know, yeah. Or yeah. the gunshots, you know? The, you know. Well, and that's, and that's another thing that, um, I think it was, I was watching something about John Wick. I was watching the behind the scenes on John Wick. I mean, oh, wow. I know that's actually the thing though. I did watch behind the scenes on John Wick. It's a great movie um, though. I love John it Wick. It is. John Wick is great. But, um, he, everybody praises Keanu Reeves because nobody digs into a role, uh, physically like Keanu Reeves does. I mean, he's, he's, he's got the Tom Cruise vibe about him where he wants yeah. to do his own stunts. He wants to jump in there and he wants to be, he wants to be living and be a part of it and really, really, uh, represent himself well as, as an action guy. So when he does, when he does these action roles, he fits into them very well and he does a really good job with just about any action flick. So, uh, if anything, Keanu Reeves is great, great for that. So, yeah, absolutely. There's some, somebody told me that he's, I, I can't say anything for sure, but he's like, he's insanely gifted with like martial arts and stuff too. Like he's, yeah, he's actually yeah. like he's really talented when it comes to all that and stunts and everything. He's just like a tough dude. I'm sure yeah. he picked it. I mean, maybe not when he got the role of point break. I'm sure he's always a tough guy, but maybe the matrix or something kind of just whipped him into shape. Um, I think the Matrix is definitely like was a big thing because he had to become Neo and the had Kung to learn Fu all aspect that stuff. of it all. Yeah. So yeah, I, I but Keanu, I mean Keanu's great. He's well, he's fine. Let's let's uh, let's turn the page and talk Schwazy really quick. <laughs> Schwazy man. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's the reason why. So Keanu, even though he has his bad scenes, oftentimes those scenes like maybe he says a weird line. But then he's bouncing off of just the best, just Patrick Swayze. He's incredible. He really is. Man, Swayze is so awesome. He is. Like, he's so good. I love Patrick Swayze. Like, and I think that when when he did this film, he was coming off of Ghost, and so he was he was a big star yeah. at that moment. You know, like he was huge. Like he had Dirty Dancing and Ghost under his belt. And so everybody, when they walked into this set, was like, we got Swayze. We got Swayze. And, and he, he fits into this character, man. The character of Bodhi is what sets this movie apart, man. Bodhi yeah. is so awesome. Yeah. He's just this, this, ultra, this ultra guru surfer dude that, you know, ever, like, well, everybody, you know, there's so much, so much in surf, surfing culture that, you know, they, you know they're, they're stoners. They're just like you know, like getting high and getting radical and, yeah. you know, living this party, this party oriented atmosphere. And then you have this character of Bodhi that he represents that surfing culture and, you know, extreme sports in general, like 
the point of it is so much more about getting what you can out of life and experiencing yep. life for what it is. He's not, he's getting a natural high from, you know, yeah. he's getting an adrenaline rush and he's, he's cruising the waves and, and for that six seconds, you're more alive than you ever will be. You know, I think, and I think that that's like, that's the point of the movie. I think that they were trying to kind of uh, like, you know, pay homage to, to what surfers do. And, um, I, I, yeah, it's a fantastic movie, but Bo, I mean, with without Bodhi, this movie falls flat on its face. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be the same movie if Patrick Swayze wasn't yeah. in there, and if it was a different actor, I don't think that it would have been the same thing either. No way. I mean, it's and well, Swayze Franco, Tom Hardy, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Johnny Depp. <laughs> Maybe that should be a new question that we ask at the end of everything: is uh, if Patrick Swayze or if uh, Tom Hardy would have been better as Andy? Tom Rose. Hardy would have been better in the movie. Um, Probably would have been better as Johnny Utah, actually. Tom Hardy'd be great as anything. Well, we can't. We can't say that. This movie's too old and too classic. To, it uh, is. It is. To, um, to judge. No, yeah, he he's just he's incredible in the film. He kind of just represents that. Um, he's a good representation of the bad guy that you just love so much. You know, it's like, uh, there's, there's a lot of examples of it, but, I mean, it's just basically that. You know, he's a bad guy, he's doing bad things, but because of his motives and because of um, his life struggles and the things that he's gone through, it, it makes you respect him, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you can see why he's doing the things that he's doing. Also, he has his little brother with him, um, and a gang of friends. So it just, like, it kind of makes sense, and that's kind of what, what Johnny Utah starts to see in the film. Um, and you kind of relate that through him. But then, you know, he's still on the right side of the law, so it's, it's a tough decision. It's, such, it's just such a unique plot, you know? It's a, complex, it's a complex plot, and it's funny that we didn't even, like, we didn't even have this structured out and have an agenda, but we started off talking about Keanu Reeves as Johnny Utah and Patrick Swayze as Bodie. And the reason that we wanted to do this, the ultimate bro movies is examine the relationships between the bros and the movies. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what this movie is about. It's about the relationship between Johnny Utah and the character Bodie, yeah. because they're, they're on opposite ends of life. They're on opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, Bodie is just completely anti-establishment, you know, like, you know, isn't this crazy? I think I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the way the way I want to put that. But he's anti-establishment. You know, like um, just against the the rules that society places on people. And then he meets Johnny Utah. And Johnny Utah is obviously pretending to be a lawyer, which still is within that structure, within that you know societal guideline. Yeah. But um, he's really an FBI agent, and he represents the man. You know, he represents like the the um, the limits the that people are putting on society. Yeah, yeah. he is the establishment. Um, but yet he is so curious and so fascinated with this life that Bodhi, that Bodhi lives, um, that they become good friends. And I re- I really like that dynamic. And there's, there's a, there's a moment in the movie, we can talk about it later where, where he gets kind of, he kind of gets pushed on that and he has to make a decision. Um, and, and I really like, I really like this idea of Johnny Utah, uh, acknowledging the fact that he really respects and loves Bodhi. But he also has a job to do when things went wrong. People died, you know. Like yeah. he's he's on the wrong side of the Sorry, law, dude. and he's got to go. He's got to go down. You got to go you know? down. You got to go down. And and I I love that. I love that question that comes up frequently throughout the movie as uh, as Johnny Utah kind of struggles to find. And I think that this movie's so much more than um, 
just this story, you know, the story about surfers robbing banks and stuff. It's like this journey of Johnny Utah as a character yeah. of being, you know, as representing like an FBI agent. That's, and growing uh, out his hair. The, yeah, yeah. His journey to grow these... out his hair and become a really <laughs> tough, cool dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> still surfing every day. Every um, day. Caught my first but it's, today, it's just sir. this journey. It's the journey of the character. It's a hero's journey. Is yeah, what this movie yeah. is, and and it's very much about the relationship between the two. So, so I really enjoy it. Um, but let, let's talk about just just the premise of the movie. Um, is basically that these four dudes and Johnny Utah doesn't know who these dudes are. Um, but they're four guys that are robbing banks, and they have a very quick way about it. They go ninety seconds. They get in and out. They never go for the vault, and they <laughs> never have say ne- never. <laughs> never say never. Am I right? You can take that one to the bank, um, but <laughs> but uh, but they wear they wear the presidential mask. They call themselves the ex presidents, and those four presidents being uh, Nixon, Ronald Reagan, Reagan, and then it, yeah, it's it's Nixon, Reagan, Jimmy Carter, and then um, and LB LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah, um, and so I think they're just the four previous presidents, excluding four. Um, but yeah, so I, I really like that dynamic, and like I said, it kind of frightened me when I was younger. But when you when you get when you get into it as, as an adult, and you look at it, and he says something to the effect of in the first scene when they're robbing the banks, and he's introducing themselves, "We are the ex presidents. Um, we've been screwing you for years, so you probably won't mind if we take a little bit more of your money or something like that." Yeah. And I'm not condoning that line or anything, but I, I thought it was it was very clever. It was a very clever way to start out the movie because it kind of just sets this precedent already. Like, okay, these guys are you know they're they're funny. They they got some things going for them, um, but they're they're very well structured. And uh, I think that that first scene, this first scene is just it's so sick. Like the way that they rob that bank, it's just they they do such it's a in good and job. Out. And yeah, it's like, very precise. Yeah, it's in and out, and you're like, man, these are some some good bad guys. They really know what they're doing. Yeah, very very strong, very strong. Absolutely. But yeah, so I, I I love that beginning. I love the beginning of that scene, and then you get into Johnny Utah um, as as he starts his life. He's just moved to California, and um, and he's you know a, a fresh off the block FBI agent, young young dumb and yum yum. <laughs> well, he's that's fresh what, that's off. What he's John's... come to California. He's a little yum yum, and yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what are they? What do you what do you call somebody that like just moved to California? You you live in California. I don't know. Is there, is there any like... Shoebies. <laughs> no, it's from Rocket Power. Um, no, I don't know. Somebody that just moved to California, I guess. <laughs> a yuppie? Yeah, a yuppie. I don't Something know. Like that. I, every time I've paddled out and surfed, I'm always the new to California guy. Even if I've been here six years, <laughs> I'm still the dumb-looking guy <laughs> flailing, <laughs> flailing How far around. have you got surfing? Like, I think I've talked to you about this previously, but... Uh, you like stood up or anything? Yeah, yeah, I've stood up. Yeah. I I surfed uh for probably the first like year and a half that I moved down here. That's when I had the long hair and all that. Surfed for a while um and I got thrashed once and uh I went under for a long time and I just got really scared after that. I was just like I don't want to die doing this. Um and then I went out uh I started going out again you this want past the ultimate <laughs> I wanted the you, you want know the ultimate man. You gotta pay. The you gotta ultimate pay the price. ultimate price, man. You know, so that's what I'm trying <laughs> to do. Um, but yeah, I started going out again this past year, and it's a lot of fun. You know, when the waves get too big, it gets a little, a little dicey. But it's all right. 
I hear you, man. I, I don't like the ocean, man. I watched Jaws too much when I was little, so the times yeah, that I've been bites. out in Cali... Hey-oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the times that I've been out in California and go into the ocean, like, as soon as I get... As soon as I get to the point where I can't touch anymore, I'm just like... I'm not even having fun because I'm just thinking about all the horrible things that can happen to me, you know? It's like, well, I'm going to get sucked out. I'm going to get... You know, bit by a jellyfish, my leg's gonna go numb, and I'm gonna drown. Steve Irwin died. Steve Irwin died. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're like you're more like you're more likely to get statistically getting eaten by a shark is just such a small thing. It like, is, you know, especially in California. It wouldn't happen to you with with all the but, traffic. It, like sitting in traffic out here, the percentage of getting in a bad car wreck out here is so much higher. But then when you're yeah, surfing, you all you can day. think about is sharks. So it's like. <laughs> But, I mean, hey, man, all it takes is one time, and you are the statistic, you know? Absolutely. No, it'll never happen. It did, though. I got my yeah, leg ripped off, and but, it sucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but my uncle died in quicksand, so it doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Gosh, where were we? Yeah, just talking about the movie. Um, I guess let's go into maybe your favorite scene. You want to go into that? Yeah, yeah, we could we could definitely get into that. Oh, well, we were talking about um, uh, Johnny Utah first getting there though, and uh, he meets the other guy, the other Gary the Busey. Character. Yeah, Pappas. Man. Yeah, Pappas. It's just a complete. I mean, after seeing Gary Busey recently, it's so funny watching him in this movie, just knowing how crazy of a guy he is. Um, Gary Busey is so weird, man. He's psycho. If you watch a recent interview with him, he is just—he is, he is out, there, out there. Yeah, he's. There's actually a scene in. Uh, do you remember the episode of Entourage yeah. that Gary Busey's in? Yeah. And uh, I think it's Ari, who is Jeremy Piven. Um, if you haven't seen Entourage, I don't really recommend it, but it's it's a fun show. Um, but uh, Entourage. Uh, but he says. He meets Gary Busey, and Busey says something so weird to him. And he goes, you're about to spin off the planet, man. I love it. I love it. And just walks away. And that's, that's, that's so indicative of the, just the way that Busey is because he is, man. He, he seems like he's just about to poof out of existence. Exactly. He does. Because he is, he is out there. So basically, but he's, he's so good in this movie. Yeah, he's he the, he's the veteran cop. It. He's a veteran cop um, mm-hmm. paired with the rookie. They're driving together, going out Vietnam on patrols. Vietnam veteran. Yeah, Vietnam veteran. Yeah, they mentioned that. Um, I was taking shrapnel, blah blah blah, while you were still doing something. It's funny, all his little things. I think he's he like crapping in your crapping in your hand. Yeah, crapping in your hand and rubbing it on your face. Um, just such a ridiculous. He says a lot of those things, which is just hilarious because he just kind of plays that that dated, you know, that dated cop that has been around the block. But you you really respect him in the movie as well because you're just like, hey, he's good at what he does, you know. Besides. When he's sitting there reading Calvin and Hobbes, he just loves Calvin and Hobbes so much. More than I've ever seen anybody love that comic. That scene, that scene when he's reading Calvin and Hobbes is one of those scenes that I love, but I also struggle through every time. Yeah. Because he gives the, the classic, the classic. I, I would wager, because we're going to do favorite scene, favorite character, favorite line. And is this your favorite line? Uh, no. It's not. No. Okay. Well. Okay. Cool. Um, but he says, "Yeah, you know, you know the quote." Yeah. Utah. You? Give me two. 
But like, what's, what does he say before that? Right around the corner, there's this this place that sells meatball, these great meatball subs. You got these great meatballs. You go around there and get me two. Me too. And then he and then he holds on and waits, and then he sticks his head out the out the window and goes, "Utah, give me two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that scene is so funny. It's so great. I, I, I yeah. love it. I love it. He's um, excellent. So Busey brings in this this comedic element to the movie that that is great. That is great, and I absolutely love it. Um, but uh, yeah, from from that point though, I mean, it, it's basically you know Johnny Utah. He meets up with. He tries to infiltrate uh, the the surf gangs and kind of kind of try to figure out who these guys are, the ex presidents that are robbing banks because they. Um, Papa's uh, his theory is that the ex presidents are surfers, surfers. because a bunch. And it turns out, out they're the red hot chili peppers. Who knew they are? <laughs> <laughs> okay, when did you find that out? With An- Anthony Kiedis? Yeah, that he was that. That was him. Uh pretty. I feel like I, when I first watched it, I kind of recognized that guy, but I didn't know who he was because he looked like he looks like another famous actor. Um, mm-hmm. But. I think I looked it up pretty quickly. I realized it was the singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I found that out literally like three days ago. What? You never knew I that? I did not know that, man. I, because, I mean, I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it's not like I have a poster of them or anything. Like, I don't really know what they look like. I, I don't even know. I don't even barely know them. <laughs> I just... Uh, <laughs> I don't have a freaking poster of them. I'm turning dude. down the volume over here. I'm <laughs> clearly <laughs> listening to um just listening to like snow i'm like of all the songs why would you pick that one uh, um, he's great though he's great in that that role he's funny shoots i himself know in yeah the foot, he's, literally i know man when he shoots himself in the foot and just oh the noise that he makes <laughs> is just so heart-wrenching <laughs> yeah it's see okay so go into that okay so they fight on the beach obviously and then they set up a, a whole patrol to like just basically like behind the scenes and they're going to infiltrate these guys house and take them down. Right. So this whole fight thing, because it's the up. four guys that, that Johnny Utah thinks yeah. are is it, the ex president. Meanwhile, he's hanging out with Bodie and all these other surfers and he's having a good time. He hasn't figured it out yet. So he, they, they storm this house and it's the craziest scene. I mean, he shoots himself in the foot. Anthony Kiedis does uh, near the end of it. Johnny Utah's getting his face stuck up to a lawnmower. Um, it's just crazy. Like, it just, it's such an intense scene all of a sudden out of nowhere. I love that. They're just sleeping and they just get woken up to just gunfire. I know, man. And I think, I think it is Anthony. Is it Anthony Kiedis? Is that uh-huh. his name? I don't want to mess that up. Yeah. Um, he has the best line. Because uh, he's like, it's nothing, man. When they, like, come wake him up and they're bringing out so many guns and stuff, getting ready for the cops oh. coming. They come in. He's like, oh, man, come on. It's nothing. And then they see that there's cops outside the back. And he says, oh, shoot, man. We're effed. Like, oh, he just had this man. moment. Yeah. He just, oh, he sounds so hard. Like, I just love that character because yeah. he just. He brings in the, because, you know, like, these guys, they're bad guys, you know? They're bad guys, and they deserve what's coming to yeah. them. But the way that he delivers that line, I, I just, I'm, I feel sympathetic towards you do. every time. You're so like, like, that uh, sucks, bro. You are, you're going to go down. And they're not like, coming to arrest not... you. They're coming to, they're coming to kill you. Apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, obvi- obviously, you know, it's like. The goal would be to arrest those guys, but then he sees his buddies just like bringing out guns and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, sweet! So I'm just I'm just gonna get into a gunfight." Right All right, now. cool. It's gonna be awful. Yeah, worst experience ever. 
Uh, so, I mean, yeah, but that scene is out of control. And then that chick, like, stabs the dude out of the shower. I know. Like, I mean, that, that whole scene, it just gets so out of control. Like, yeah. it's just, it's wild. It's a good scene, though, you know? It's very well directed. Good and that's, scene. that's something, somebody that we haven't even uh, recognized yet. And maybe we can talk about her a little bit more in depth. Is Catherine Bigelow. Um, but she's she's a great director, and she she does a very good job directing action sequences. Yeah. Um, but we, we can get into her a little bit later, just because yeah. I want to talk, talk about her as a director. But... Um, yeah, that's that's a great scene. But then that brings up one of my favorite character actors of all time. Tom Sizemore, baby. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think my wife likes his hair, man. Like when he's he's sitting there and they're looking through the window and he's literally dumping beer into his cereal. Oh, Like it's the yeah. most disgusting yeah. thing. Like who actually does that? No. If you were like a freaking DEA agent undercover, would you really commit to it that much that you'd be dumping, you'd be dumping beer, beer in your, your Cheerios or whatever he's eating? Yeah. Jeez. Talk about a way to wake up, huh? Yeah, I mean, come, come on. on. That is just disgusting. Don't get it. Never get into that. Get into it that much. Yeah. But um, anyway, I, I love Tom Sizemore. I think he's a fantastic actor. And so I, I always love that he has this very, very small role in, in this film. And he actually, um, it's funny enough that he that he was in this movie uh, trying to be like a DEA agent trying to infiltrate um, infiltrate these basically drug traffic drug drug traffickers um, because he actually has a as a history of drug use and he like uh, had went through a whole addiction phase and I did not know that yeah yeah actually and he because um, he was really into, I can't remember exactly what drugs and stuff he was into maybe heroin or something and he this is all online it's not like I'm exposing him for a secret or something but he's uh, all, oh my gosh he's that guy <laughs> he's some for some reason listening to this podcast just like dude weak dude. Um, but he uh, actually in Saving Private Ryan he was he was going through the midst of that, and Steven Spielberg really wanted Tom Sizemore to play the role of the sergeant. In Saving Private Ryan, you can Ryan. see it in him in, in Saving Private Ryan. You can see, yeah, it. yeah. And so, and and Steven Spielberg said, "Look, you got to pull your stuff together, or else I'm ending this film." What he's like, yeah, yeah. He told him that the film was riding on him because he didn't want to have to recast that role, and he wanted him for the role. And so he was like, "You clean yourself up." And you are going to show up every day. We're going to have drug tests. And you're going to finish this film with me. Wow. Yeah, dude. Like, Steven Spielberg actually got Tom, Tom Sizemore clean. That's so, incredible. Anyway, I mean, that's that total sidebar. But really cool story. And I love Tom Sizemore. I just think he's a great actor. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, great great bit. Love Tom Sizemore. But so so after that, um, uh, Keanu Reeves and Patrick Stern and uh, Gary Busey are like, tight. We just blew it. Yeah. And so Johnny Utah goes to the beach. Um, and I think think Bodie wakes him up super early and it's like, you know, we're going surfing. Yeah. And oh, we haven't even mentioned Tyler, the girl. Oh gosh. Do you know Should her name? We, what her her the actor Lori Petty. Thank you. Because I, I didn't know it. Lori Petty. Um, what are your feelings on her? Yeah, she's a Tom. <laughs> Tom Petty. She's a little petty. Um, yeah, you're a little petty. She's she's fine. Um, she's, she's never been my fine. favorite, honestly. Um, but I kind of I, I watching some behind the scenes stuff has made me like appreciate her a lot more, like a lot as an actress. Yeah. Because I know that she she kind of has that uh, that outlook on life of if there's something that somebody can do, 
I can do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like that, you know, like feminist, like uh, Nike commercial, anything he can do, I can do better. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that thing. It's it's not about like, you know, being a feminist or anything. It's just like as, as a human being, she's like, if, if somebody can do something, I can do it. And so I, I always liked that. And I appreciated that because I think that that actress really went into this movie pretty hardcore and uh and you got to respect her for that and yeah, a lot of the absolutely. dudes i mean you can hear swayze saying like yeah i mean you know Lori, she'd be she'd be out there going harder than we were you know yeah. like she's she's um she's a force for sure so um i i definitely appreciate her I, I i don't think her character is that it doesn't play that much influence in the movie i mean obviously no, like she's just a lot obviously she's- like she's she's pivotal in the plot but I don't think that her character really brings like a whole lot to the movie. It's not like you have any genuine moments with with her and Johnny Utah that really that really bring anything extra to the flick. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but let, let's jump into it. So, I think the turning point in the movie is when Johnny Utah he go you know Bodie wakes her him and Tyler up and they go to the beach and he sees those guys. And it's one of the, it's actually one of the stupidest moments in the movie, but it's when he realizes he sees all those four guys just sitting there surfing and, and being bros together. And he's like, Oh my gosh, it's them. You know, like these, these are, these are four dudes. They're a unit. They're in it together. And then you have that one flashback scene where it's just Busey and he goes, they are ghosts. I know. Yeah. Psycho I hate Busey. that. I hate that because it, <laughs> You don't have any flashbacks in this, you know, there's no flashbacks in this movie where they're like looking back at a previous scene. It's the only time that happens. And it's just to illustrate this stupid point. Like, that's just so unnecessary. That's like one of the very few criticisms that I have of this movie. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But anyway, so, I mean, but from that point, I mean, then it becomes the sickest movie ever. I mean, obviously the whole movie's great up until that point, but... That when when he finally starts really digging in and chasing Bodhi and the relationship turns, yeah, it gets it gets so good. Yeah, it definitely does. I think uh, as soon as yeah he figures that out, things kind of start moving, and then we get into at least we, we get into that chase scene. Um, which I don't know. That's actually my I'd like to. I've been wanting to talk about that scene this whole time just because it's my... No, yeah, for sure. It's my Okay, favorite. so favorite, we're going to throw out favorite scenes, favorite character, and favorite line here. Um, and we can kind of move through the plot as we go. But, um, yeah, so, so go ahead. Favorite scene. So I'd probably say my favorite scene is the, just the chase scene. Just because of how it was shot. It was all shot on, like, a little handheld camera. Um, and I'm literally watching the chase scene right now. Really? <laughs> See, per- yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's just incredibly shot, super tense. At one point, uh, Bodie picks up a pit bull or like a bulldog and throws it at it. Like he throws a dog at him randomly. Um, and it's just so well done. It's super intense. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the, the finale of it um, going into the little, what are those in California? The little water ditches that you see in Greece and stuff. I see them all the time down here. I don't even know what those, they're just like little water it's like a like a drain. Little Goes drain. The, ocean, drain the LA River. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they get down there and uh Johnny hops off a fence and that knee again pops out. Um and uh he makes eye contact with Bodie as he's climbing the fence and has this gun pointed at him and uh you know I know man, that's he has him. He has him. He has he a has shot him. right because in sight. 
Just it's been illustrated that Johnny Utah is a great shot. Yeah. The guy doesn't miss. He doesn't and miss. He's got him in his sights. And what does he do? He lets him go, and then the classic shoots up in the air six times, I think. Um, and we just love it. <laughs> we love it, don't uh, we? Gives man, me chills just it, thinking about it. And that's and I don't I don't know exactly who does the music for this. I looked up the name. I it wasn't really familiar. He hadn't done much, but um, the music does swell right there. Yeah, and when Utah just rolls over and fires his gun in the air and just yells, just no, yeah, like oh man, that that scene is so satisfying. So good, so awesome because you just get that. You just get that struggle, the inner struggle yeah. of that character being like, I do not want to kill my friend right now. Yeah. Like, he's the bad guy, but he's my buddy. You know, I can't kill him. Can't do it. When they do it in the yeah, sequel, so, actually, it's better. Um. <laughs> oh, gosh. It is so bad in the sequel. <laughs> it's I so hate terrible. That scene, I can't even believe it's they went horrible. there. It's like, come on. Why? Come on. I mean, it's, it's such an iconic scene. Like, why would you even try to do it? I don't know. And they did it, like, in such a similar way that it's just, like, that is just... At a certain just point, you got to break, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that, but was, yeah, so that that's, was... That's my favorite scene. It's just... It's incredible. When I think of that movie, I usually think of that scene. Or skydiving. So... Yeah, no, that's... I mean, that brings up my favorite scene. My, my favorite scene is the, the skydiving scene. Nice. Um, the first one? There's, there's, another, there's another moment in skydiving that was, that was close to my favorite scene, and it's kind of a contender for my favorite line. Um, but when, you know, they, they, after that point, they all know that Johnny Utah is an FBI agent and that he's been undercover and stuff, and so they invite him to go skydiving, and so he goes up, and he's kind of fearful the whole time, and that brings up some of the best lines when all the guys are, you know, like, no, this one's meant for a real neck breaker. Yeah. You know, the who packed my shoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love that part, but, man, just... I mean, the way that they shot it, you can tell that, that they actually had some 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 real people up in the sky. Did, and did you see that? Was, did you see that in the behind the scenes? The, know, like all the like them actually skydiving and like Patrick it. Swayze, how he would just every single day he, like, after shooting, he'd just go out and skydive, and they're the producers are just freaking out, like, dude, because it's can't. like you're not insured for that, yeah, man. Like you, yeah. I think that that's amazing, and that they told like Swayze, "Here's the deal, man. Don't go skydiving. Go Don't go skydiving anymore, and we'll film you skydiving at the end of this." Yeah, at the end, and that's when, when it's all that. said and done, and then you get it. Yeah, and that's when you get that that classic scene of uh, near the end when uh, we're at spoilers here. I mean, this movie's like twenty years old, so if you haven't seen it, sorry. Adios, um, amigo. Adios. Yeah, when he just falls, says, "I know you." What does he want, say? I know man? you want me so bad it's like acid in your mouth. But not this time. Adios, amigo. And he, goes, Adios, and he falls amigo. backwards. He falls backward out of the plane. And it is it, it, you can watch this movie and you can tell that that is Swayze all, all the, the way, way down. down. It's, it's so sick seeing an actor do that, you know? Like that's that's so awesome. Um, so that but the the whole skydiving scene, I just really like that when they're all they're all up in the air and you know, uh, how do you like it, Johnny? Amazing! Uh, just, uh, it's <laughs> blank. Amazing! Yeah. They say the F word 105 times in this movie. That was a fun fact that I saw. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. F word is 105 times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's a hard R. 
there's there's yeah. definitely definitely a lot of a lot of stuff. Once again, movie. I wanted NC seventeen. You know, <laughs> I would just much rather just go the distance with it. <laughs> oh man, actually, this is a contender for my favorite scene when Tyler finds out that he's an FBI agent. It's on right now. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> do you even have a soul? <laughs> so one thing I love so, about uh, the professor is most of the times when we do these podcasts, he just has the movie on in the background, like right in front of him. So yeah. it's just hilarious to me. I was just sitting there watching it at the same time. He loves yeah. his movies. Well, I mean, might as well. Might, gives you, might as yeah. well. Gives you the ideas. Um, I just have like, yeah, the so angry Scott Diving scene is amazing. I, I love that whole scene. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, but all right, uh, do you want to move on to... Um, yeah, I mean, just through the plot, like quickly through the plot, basically. You take over for a bit. I've, I've been talking a lot, I feel like. Well, if you've seen the movie, you kind of know what happens from there. Once he figures it out, after the chase scene, they've seen Johnny Utah, he's seen them. They all kind of know. So eventually, Johnny Utah, basically, they capture Tyler, his girlfriend, um, kind of hold her hostage with Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay let's take beast a minute of a guy. let's take a minute and talk about rosie dude he's because he's so funny <clears throat> this is i mean I, i'm not criticizing the movie in any way but he is he is probably the most character he, he's borderline my favorite character yeah but he is fascinating man yeah because he the whole point of the movie is that the, there's these four dudes that surf and rob banks and they're just they have such good relationships with each other and they just love they're all for this thrill-seeking thing and rosie even when they're out surfing he's sitting there by a bonfire and this this is the best part so he's sitting by the bonfire and he has like a big jug of whiskey and he takes a big swig of it and then he spits it on the fire what What is that what are you doing (laughs) why y'all alone I know he's sitting there by himself. Where you like, been? Drinking whiskey and then spitting it back out onto the fire. I don't. I'm just like, what are you doing, man? He's just. Uh, he's, but he, he's not surfing. He's no. not skydiving with them. Like, what? What is his purpose there? Like, his only agenda is that he's the guy that will kidnap a girl and threaten to yeah. kill her. Like, guys, can my uh, can my out? cousin Rosie come? Oh no, dude! Yeah. Don't <laughs> and then ding dong. Oh no, that's yeah. him. <laughs> Oh yeah. gosh. It yeah. just it just yeah. seems like they're tag this guy would be tagging along that like the only point of, of having him around is that he's like the truly bad guy in their group. Yeah. That he'll do the things that they won't do. But I mean, I don't know. It's like he's like sharing a portion of the cut and he's like having I know. fun with that. I don't know. It just his character is so weird to me. Weird. I just don't get him. And he's the one that kidnaps Tyler and then when you know at the end when like they pull him back or when he picks up Bodie, they check Roach's dead body, and then he drives off, and you hear Rosie go, oh, and like, <laughs> yell, and you're like, what are you, Everybody man? just died. Like, why are you so happy? This is weird. He, he's, he's an enigma as well. I just don't understand that character. Well, so, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, so all the other characters are pretty great. Just to kind of go through them, the little brother is awesome. Roach, um, well, I'll say that here in a second, actually. Never mind. So let's get through the plot. Um, basically, Tyler gets captured. Johnny Utah goes after him. Um, Gary Busey gets mixed up in the firefight. There's the whole last, actually, so before that, there's the whole last robbing of the bank. Um, and they rob it. They take Johnny Utah captive. They don't give him a mask. So he's standing in the bank and, uh, the cameras can clearly see him. Everybody can clearly see his face. He's the only one not with a mask. 
And uh, this time, Bodhi goes a little too far and tells him to go for the vault. Things just go wrong. Um, there's a cop on the ground that... Oh, man. Okay, so <laughs> there's this really <laughs> nervous kind of chubby cop on the ground, and there's another guy that's like, when I pull my gun, you back me up. And kind of says that to the guy, and the guy's like, no, no. <laughs> so <laughs> scared. Don't, Please dude. don't do that. And then the dude gets up and pulls the gun and immediately gets aced. Just immediately dies. Um, which is sad. But anyways, so basically they go for the vault. They take too much time. Things go wrong. People die. No, but uh, basically they take too much time, and Bodhi's little brother gets shot. And that scene actually is really emotional for me because me and you have always kind of been Bodhi and the little brother, at least. Like, or and I know you're kind of Johnny Utah, but I've always had that feeling, at least watching that scene of, like, what it would be like, you know? Yeah, well, and I think that that's definitely something that for you and I, like, we always identify with brothers that are really close in yeah. movies. You know, like, like shows like The Patriot. Yeah. Or uh, like this for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of something else, but um, I always definitely really, really respect and admire any any show that does that um, that portrays really good brothers. Yeah. Because and because you always do think about how that would how much that would suck if yeah. I just watched you get shot and it was my fault. I'd be like, oh, this is just the worst. Taking thing too ever. much time, I mean, man. Why are we going for the vault? We never go for the vault. And that's, and that's another thing, just to bring it back a second, because at that bonfire, when they're talking about, like, Bodhi, you know, like, he's an FBI agent, man, and I am scared. And they're, like, freaking out, you know? And Bodhi's like, you guys trust me, you know? Like, we can get through this. And he, they place their trust in him. And he leads them into, this, into this, this bank raid, and he's like, let's go for the vault. And you see him as a character just kind of break down, and yeah. he's panicking. And he just makes the wrong decisions and it totally, and it, the whole movie comes down to that one moment because had he not done that, this whole movie goes a different way, Mm -hmm. but he decides to go for the vault and he gets his brother killed. And then, you know, after, after that point, it's all over pretty much. I mean, Utah's left with no excuse to go take Gary Busey and go chase him down and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that that's, that's an interesting point in the movie because it, it could have been a different movie. Yeah. It could have totally been a different movie. And then but, there was ahead. a firefight. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, yeah, they, they catch him outside the plane cause they're loading up to what fly to Mexico or something. Just leave yeah, with all the money. Be, yeah. They're going to try to get to Tijuana or something and then go from there. And Roach sneaks up behind Gary Busey and just shoots him right in the back. But then he gets shot right back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, I mean, I mean, just like skipping through it, you know. But it's just yeah, like, no, yeah, we can ev- move. On everybody's sure. seen the movie, and then just getting on the plane. There's the whole exchange, um, which actually brings me. I'll just say my favorite character in this movie and favorite line have to do with. I one have the guy. same thing. So you, yeah. it's your, it's your same line. No, no, not the same line. My my favorite line is done by my favorite character, but it's not this. So oh, well, my favorite worry. line's not done by my favorite character, but it's about my favorite character. My favorite character oh. is Roach, and he's just like the little weird <laughs> guy that's with him the whole time. Yeah. I'll see you in I hell, Johnny. That, that guy. I knew that was going to be he's your, so hilarious. Your like, I just love, yeah. I don't know, I love him. Um, the guy's name is James, James LaGrosse. Yeah, James LaGrosse. <laughs> Shout out to him. He's, he's fantastic. Boy, does that name describe him. Um, but, uh, yeah, then my favorite line is, uh, Roach, you're cold because all your body, all your blood's running out of your body. You're going to be dead soon. I hope it was worth it. 
That line. <laughs> I love that. I just love that. It's true, man, because it's like, he screwed up, and he killed his buddy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I would hate him. He yeah. killed Pappas, you know? He killed your killed your partner. Yeah. And that's, just, yeah, that's a sad scene. He's already dying. Yeah. Why not rub it in a little bit? He deserves it. Yeah, he does. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's my favorite. But then, you know, it leads to, like, the coolest thing ever, where we already talked about that skydiving clip where Bodie jumps out, and it's super intense and then johnny utah just has no parachute and grabs a gun and just goes f yeah and jumps out of the plane and it's just like oh dude he's just going no parachute nothing and chases him down Uh, i know and that's and so that's that's a good moment in the movie because that was that was almost my favorite line um it still could be but it contains an expletive so it's like but um uh but I mean, just think about think about literally what Johnny Utah does at that part and how ridiculous yeah, that is. Absolutely. Two guys insane. jump out of an airplane, he has no parachute left, and all he has is a gun. And in a matter of like three seconds, he stands up and goes, Nope, that's a bad guy. Only way I'm gonna catch him is if I jump out of this plane without a freaking parachute yeah. and grab him. It's insane. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's I don't know crazy. if that's possible or not. I have no clue if that could be done. But he does it, and it's so tight. It's rewarding. That seat is so awesome. Nah, you pull it. Nah, you pull it. <laughs> Six seconds. We're going to be, what does he say, meat? Oh. We're, we're going to be, be meat oh, waffles. Meat waffles. That's it. Does he say meat waffles? Yeah, he does. We're going to be meat waffles. I know there's a couple speaking to the microphone squid brain something that Papa said you want me so bad it's like acid in your mouth like what is that like I just don't even know there is such interesting language in this movie yeah but it's great I mean it's it's fantastic yeah yeah so that that scene that scene is awesome that scene is very 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 cool and then they get down Johnny hurts his knee again and John and then here comes Rosie rolling up to release the girl Tyler and Tyler runs like really weirdly up to him, and there's a little <laughs> resolve. Uh, I mean, she she's probably had she's had a day for sure. <laughs> I just if that's not I want to see a short. Life, I want to see a short about what Rosie and Tyler what was happening there. Gosh, I that is the because I can't I picture anything too bad. I just picture like that guy just being weird <laughs> telling her just the most annoying the weirdest story. that's probably what it was it's not even she's like oh, i wasn't even like after like an hour i wasn't even scared anymore i was just yeah. so annoyed by that <laughs> it's a different type of torture that rosie has perfected so then um this one time me and Bodie were she's like shut ah Gosh. Oh, well, he's like that. He's like that total like epitome like party guy. Oh, but this one time, me and my buddies went out to this like we were in this pool bar. You're like, oh my god. The Porsche I gave away, and Atkins fell. It's cool though. He has a van that he drives with his teeth now. <laughs> That's Will Ferrell. Uh. Oh, freaking Hambone, man. Good, Hambone. good reference. Well done. But yeah. Um. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then the so, resolve. Well, yeah, then the resolve, and uh, uh, Bodhi says, um, "Hey Johnny, I'll see you in the next life." And uh, that was that's that's a good line. Yeah, so that's one of my favorites. Um, I um, so before we get into the very ending here, uh, there's a couple scenes that we should there's a couple things that we should talk about. Um, and I did, 
I did my favorite scene, but I haven't said my favorite line or my favorite character. Okay. And um, my favorite character is, he also delivers my favorite line, um, but he's an actor named John C. McGinley, who was in, uh, who is also in Platoon and uh, a couple other great Scrubs. movies. He's, he's done quite a few good stuff. Huh? He's in Scrubs, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the, uh, he's the other doctor in Scrubs. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like that guy, and his character's name is Ben Harp, um, and he's the captain. And when he is first addressing Johnny Utah, he delivers this line that is beautiful. And I'll just quote it here. Uh, he says, you know nothing. In fact, you know less than nothing. If you knew, if you knew that you knew nothing, then that would be something. But you don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great line. That is such a good line. Um, and uh, I don't know, there, there was a lot of really good lines in this one. And, and I have another line that we'll, we'll talk about in a second here that, that is probably my favorite line in the movie, but, um, I had to, I had to at least bring that line up yeah, because it's, yeah, it's great. Cool. And, and he does a great job. He has a tracking shot at the very beginning. If you're unfamiliar with the tracking shot, it's basically where the camera doesn't cut and it follows somebody as they're walking through. Um, but he's explaining all this stuff, uh, to Johnny Utah and I, I just like everything that guy puts in the movie. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, the way he just treats those guys like crap because he just does not identify. And that I mean that's another point is the character of Johnny Utah. You know this quarterback punk that comes into the force and uh, he immediately goes after these surfers. And so he's bringing a surfboard to work and uh, always coming in late and stuff like that. It, it's a it's a funny dynamic, yeah, and I could sense. see as a captain how you'd be like, I'm not paying you to freaking surf, man. Yeah. Like. You know, so uh, that's that's interesting too. But <laughs> you come up exactly squat, squat. Like the way that he says stuff is just—he's uh, a great actor. I love him. He has great delivery. Um, yeah. What do you think about that there, LT? That's a line from Platoon. Yeah, that's if Platoon. Dad he's great this, in Platoon. He'll, he'll enjoy that reference. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So John C. McGinley, uh, Ben Harp is the character's name. Great, great guy. Captain. Um, but let, let's move on to the the final scene, and then we can we can talk a little bit about um, Catherine Bigelow near the end there. But, um, so, go ahead, you, you break down the final scene, and I'll, I'll jump in. Final shot, uh, Keanu Reeves just got done filming, uh, Bill and Ted, and then... So his hair was grown so out. So his hair yeah. was grown out, and then Patrick Swayze, I don't know, he just cut his hair, um, for something, I'm sure, that he was working on. They, it was actually a reshoot, but they came, they ended up just using that scene. Because um, it was a saw, it was close to a year later, I yeah. think. So I mean it's perfect, but yeah, then they they show up. Um, it was actually filmed in Oregon, but where is it supposed to be? Is it? It's supposed to take place in Australia um, or New Zealand. Uh, Bell's in Bell's Beach, Australia. Yeah. So yeah. And they actually end up the shot that they used of the guy that goes into the water. By the way, they actually did have a pro surfer. I know. Yeah, I saw that. Go, yeah, you saw that. Yeah. Well, for anybody that didn't know, uh, a pro surfer actually goes out there. And surfs that big wave because I didn't even know that people surf that waves that big. That's insane. Yeah, that could kill you yeah. so easily. That's ridiculous. I can't believe they actually got some guy to go do that because that's outrageous. Well, like, and the thing was is that they weren't asking him to surf it. They were asking him crash. to like belly on it, to like dive on it, and like surf on his stomach. I mean, it's oh, crazy. But that was in a that was that was filmed in Waimea, Fiji, I believe is is where it is. Um, but. Anyway, so that's that's where they were filming at, but it's supposed to take place in Bell's Beach, uh, but the actual and then the actual recording of uh, the dialogue between Patrick Swayze and Connor, Keanu Reeves was done in Astoria, Oregon. So nice. Talk about TMI. <laughs> I know we just go so far in depth. Way too much information. That's okay though. 
Uh, yeah, it's okay. That's it's what we do. We love these movies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, Keanu Reeves walks out on the beach. There's a lone man down there. Everybody's running away. Crazy storm, crazy waves, and there's just one lone man down there. And uh, gotta be crazy to go out there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna go back home and put some shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, we just get like you know, shrimp on the barbie, kangaroo down with the dingoes. <laughs> no, but take it out to the gills. Take it out to the gills. Um, I feel like that guy that delivers that line. They tried to find the most stereotypical Australian guy possible. He's so good. They're too. like, what do you got? Like curly blonde hair, kind of big teeth. Yeah, I mean, let's go with you. Say dingo, <laughs> dingo. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Get out Can you there, say buddy. dingo and Barbie real quick. Dingo, Bobby. Um, but, yeah, so uh, walks out to the beach and says, you forgot something. Something like that, right? You left something and drops the mask in front of him. Oh, drops good old Reagan. Yeah, he drops Reagan in front of him. And, uh, gosh, that's just my favorite scene. Things went wrong. It People is. died. I mean, you got to go down. No, I can't spend my life locked in a cage, man. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's like you you know that like we both said different lines, but we know a line is really our it's favorite. You know, it's yeah. like everything at the ending is the best. Things went wrong it's, and people died. You got to go down. I say that on a weekly basis. I might say it every oh, other yeah, day. Dude. Honestly, no, I'm I'm not kidding, man. I I quote point break every couple of days, I'm sure. I'm sure that it comes up for me every couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. But man. um yeah, so anyway, anyway what basically happens is they get into an altercation he says he's got to go down and then they fight and Bodie be basically beats the crap out of Johnny Utah yeah like Bodie wins that fight but then Utah just slaps some slaps, slaps some cuffs, on, cuffs him. on him and uh and Bodie basically is 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 like man you know I can't live in a cage and he's like just let me go go out and get, okay okay you got you man yeah just let me go out and get one wave let me go out and get one wave uh, you know, there, there's cliffs on either side. It's not like I'm going to swim to New Zealand. And but Johnny Utah's like, all right, man, go get your last wave. But he knows that. Bye, con Dios. And, and that, that is really my favorite line, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm being honest. Bye, con Dios. And then the line go after with God. that, he went, it's like, our, it's like us being the funny guys going too far. He goes too far, and he delivers a line really poorly right after that. He's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And the, the thing is, he what says he says, that. I know. Get him when he, he comes says back. That is, oh, he's not coming back. Oh, it's, it's yeah, that one, that one's bad. Uh, the Via Condios one is, is really good. I, I never know how to pronounce that. Is it Via or Via? I always say like Via Condios. I say Via Condios. It means go with God in Spanish. Oh, and right. I think it's actually a Colombian phrase. I was talking to a girl from Colombia random enough the other day, and I referenced that. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it's like my favorite Spanish thing. Anyway, um, but that, that's my favorite line. It's great. Um, I thought but, it meant then, good luck, everybody. So I'd say it to people. I say it to people all the time. I thought it meant great job. So I'm always like, hey, vaya con Dios. Have a good day. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I thought like, it meant eat your dinner, son. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, did you know that Dios means God in Spanish? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yo sabe, man. But, uh, yeah, so movie movie ends, and you get some pretty sweet electric guitar music there, and uh, Bodhi dies, and it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, nobody dies Ending right of, then. Yeah. 
Yeah, ending of the best movie. One of the best movies ever. So that is Point Break as told by (laughs) Professor in the Digs. We could have done like an audio book just now of like the entire movie. We went through it pretty thoroughly, I'd say. Yeah. There's actually two more things i got to bring up, though. Like, There's a couple we, more. A <laughs> couple more things we got to talk about. Um, just real quick, uh, the, the two actors other than Roach and Bodie that, um, that, that, that were part of the gang, uh, those guys were actually surfers, and that's why they were chosen for those roles is because they, like, they were really good at surfing. And oh, so really? a lot of the shots that they used to those four, you'll notice that it shows those two a lot more than it does Bodie and Roach. And it's because it's actually those guys surfing up there with all the stunt doubles. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so that's cool. I really appreciated that. Um, I don't think that they've really gone on to do much more in their careers. Um, but then the director, Catherine Bigelow. Um, and I think... What else has she Catherine done? Catherine Bigelow is... Go ahead. What else has she done? Uh, she directed uh, The Hurt Locker, which I believe won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Yeah, And did. Zero Dark Thirty, which was, um, you know, one of the one of the best best movies ever. Um, didn't win Best Picture, but it, it was a nominee for sure. Yeah. Um, but, and she hasn't done much other than those two, at least not that I can think of offhand. And she also just did Detroit, which is why I wanted to see that one a lot. Because yeah. I, I really think Catherine Bigelow is a, an awesome director. Um, but it, it's kind of interesting. It's, it's ironic that one of the ultimate bro movies that like so many dudes watch and just cherish is directed by a female. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of the guys behind the scenes talk about how they thought that like a woman coming in and directing this would kind of bring this kind of emotional feeling towards it. And, uh, and, and I think that it does in some areas, but it also, it also puts kind of a different spin on it. Um, I think that if if a dude directs this, I mean, obviously, you know, people direct the movies in the same ways, but I think that she focuses on things that uh, might not have happened if it was somebody yeah, else. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think that she she demonstrates a lot of range, but she's also a very good action director. As yeah, well. she has ability really to, made... to capture all that, you know, and from a different perspective as well. You know, it's like a she has just a certain ability to kind of to capture that that male essence. That maybe a male mm-hmm. might be too, I don't know, high and mighty to really be able, you know, to capture. I guess if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and she does a lot of she does a lot of like the close up stuff too, yeah. and that's that's something that you'll notice in a lot of a lot of movies previously. That like they go for that those wide angle shots, and and a lot of this movie is so focused in on the faces mm-hmm. or uh, kind of like shaking, and they and they just got the the camera up on like a little stick following somebody, like the running the the chase scene, for instance. That that's all just some dude chasing those dudes, uh, chasing behind them. Um, and so she, she has a lot of, a lot of visual, uh, a lot of visual stuff that she does. It's really, that's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I love Catherine Bigelow. She's, she's a fantastic director and I'm excited to see Detroit. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that she doesn't have more notable films to her, to her credit, but, uh, definitely Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Her really Locker is huge. I mean, those, Absolutely. Yeah. Her Locker is really good. And Zero Dark Thirty is kind of like a very iconic movie. Yeah, it is. History. It's yeah. like. We all we all remember that day, um, but anyway. So yeah, so yeah, that's Point Break. I think I think that's about all that that's I. That's the point that we have to break. Ah, eh, that's all that I could have said or wanted to say. So, um, I don't know. Do we break down the the standard question here, Danny? I suppose so. Yeah, I don't think I. All have right. So much else. we've come up to that point. Um, Danny, did you like this movie more or less than Johnny Tsunami? What? 
<laughs> Absolute curveball this week. I was thinking it the whole time though. Like, what other movies oh, are about surfing? Johnny Tsunami, man. Johnny Tsunami. Well, man. that makes things kind of tough, actually. I mean, no. I no, we don't really have to compare it to Johnny Tsunami. But if you haven't seen Johnny Tsunami, you can't watch it anywhere. So good Go luck. Go to your nearest <laughs> DVD rental store and buy it. Or rent it. <laughs> And watch it. <laughs> That's two Will Ferrell quotes I've busted out tonight. I'm on a roll, oh, baby. Yeah. I'm on a nice roll. Job, man. Gosh, we should review Johnny Tsunami. I'd love to. Or just have a Disney Channel original movie podcast. Because I, you know, The Luck of the Irish, um, 13th Year. There's a lot of good movies. Smart House. Oh, man. Smart House was good, dude. Is it Motocross? I- Motocross brink. was really good. Oh, brink You're beating was... me to all of these. Yeah. You know what? The main kid in Brink, who also played Wally in the Leave It to Beaver movie. <laughs> he uh, did. <laughs> what do you think, Wally? Yeah. Uh, I love that movie. Um, but he kind of looks like the younger brother in Point Brink. He does. He? he does. Yeah. He I think there was a time in my life where I thought that was the same actor. Well, they but look alike. They do look alike. Um, if you haven't seen Johnny Tsunami, it's awesome. Neil and I watched it a ton when we were younger. We had a big party at our house. I don't know. Were you yeah, there? I was there. Was Johnny Tsunami party. That was great. That was when you. Um, oh, but mind. okay, do you like Point Break more or less than School of Rock? Um, I would. Oh man, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I almost make a decision, and then Jack Black pops in my head, and I'm like, well, um, I'd say Point Break is a better movie than School of Rock. <sighs> Yeah, I I would watch I if you it's if you tough, put the two in front of me if you put the two in front of me I'd watch Point Break. I'll watch School Point Rock Break every time. Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, Which it's, you know, School Rock's great. It says a lot about this movie. You know, I don't. There hasn't been one besides Guardians of the Galaxy, right? No, but I mean, those are movies this summer. So I mean, if we're reaching back in time, we we do have we do have a couple coming up that. Um, well, one of them I'll know the answer, but another one it'll be I'll be curious to see. See what Yeah, I'm not say. sure. I'm not sure on those actually. I need to do we, do, Should we should we say what we're going to do next yeah, time? Yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah. Okay. Uh well, yeah, so we both determined that Point Break is a better movie than School of Rock, whether yes. it's a better made movie or we just enjoy it both. Both of those it's it's better than School both of Rock. Both of those. Um so thanks a lot for listening. We uh we're actually so next week we're going to be on our second of three movies that are the ultimate bro movies that we're going to be going through. And we are going to be dissecting Michael Bay's classic bad boys. Bad boy, bad boy. What you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do? When they come for oh, you, we're the cops. <laughs> Just immediately. <laughs> hey cops. Which, um, what do you got in that uh, dash I, there? I haven't, <laughs> I, I'm excited to watch Bad Boys because I haven't seen it in a long time. I haven't seen the this, first. This one, was yeah, a tough movie a for time. me because I, I mean I was excited to watch it again, but it's hard to break down because I've seen it so many times and it's just like, what do you even talk about? I love this entire movie. See, yeah, um, Point Break. This was a great one, but also it just felt like we just both kind of loved the movie so much and just talked about it the entire way through. You know, it's, there's yeah, no, yeah. It's I mean, it's amazing. What can you say? Point Break's an awesome. Point Break's an amazing an awesome movie. Play. But yeah, Bad so Boys I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, I'm, talk- I'm excited to talk about Bad Boys, so that'll be the next episode. Um, but, yeah, thanks a lot for listening. Why don't you, you want to hit the social media stuff? Absolutely. So we have uh, Professor underscore Jones on Twitter. Give us a follow. Um, we, do- we haven't tweeted too much 
yet, to be honest. But please give us a follow. Very inactive. Um, and please, you know, give us a follow and give us a tweet so we can kind of, you know, keep it going. Um, we have uh, Instagram, and that's uh, Professor Podcast. And we have Facebook, Professor Jones or Professor Podcast. Um, and then we have SoundCloud, Professor Jones. Um, so please tune in to our, uh, to our stuff. We're going to be coming out every Absolutely. Monday. Every Monday now we're going to be getting on these things. And if, and if you, uh, if you listen to this one, if you're still listening right now, please go ahead and, uh, you know, give us a like on Facebook or, uh, or, or like the SoundCloud. I mean, it's, uh, these, we really enjoy doing these things. So we appreciate all the, all the support. So, but thanks a lot for listening guys. It's been a great time. We'll see you next week. Living our lives a quarter mile at a time. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.